And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, as well as our engineer extraordinaire, Nick the Geek, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Well, thank you very much there, John Bon Jovial, ladies and gentlemen, the legendary John Bon Jovial. Welcome aboard to another hour of our uh, our weekly pandemic cast here. What are we in our sixth week now, I think? Something like that. All I know is I'm I'm sitting out here on the porch for Porch by Porch West, and uh, we got a bunch of quarantunes for you like this first track from a guy named Mitchell Kenpenny, who's here with a song. Well, actually, that's the name of the song. Here. Called, I'm sorry, wait a minute, wrong guest. 
<laughs> First the music isn't here, and now I'm not. That's Mitchell Tenpenny. John Bento is standing by to come on a little bit later. Mitchell Tenpenny is an American country music singer-songwriter. He's from Nashville, of course, and he's released one studio album as well as two extended plays through uh, Riser House Records with the album Telling All My Secrets, released in December of 2018, sold 20,000 copies its first week, so this guy is for real. He charted in 2018 with a single, Drunk Me, and released that was released on Columbia, Nashville. He also wrote, If the Boo Fits, with Granger Smith, and that song made it to the top 10 on the country airplay chart. So uh, Mitchell Tenpenny is for real. Let us know what you think of him. Drop us a line here at david at thedavidbowers.com and tell us what you think, and who knows, maybe we'll... Uh, get him to come on and visit us as we have with uh, John Vento who is uh, back with a, a new release uh, we got him on here oh I don't know as a while back and uh, he has graciously consented to come back and uh, you know let us let us beat him up uh, verbally again <laughs> but uh, we're looking forward to talking with him looking forward also to talking with uh, Katie Garibaldi who will be with us a little later in the show. John Bon Jovial, how are things in Bon Jovial land? Well, you know, the summertime is right around the corner here in the beautiful swamps of southwest Florida. You, the humidity and the dew point are up there. Uh, it's only a matter of maybe a couple of weeks till the uh, helicopters are out, meaning those helicopter-sized mosquitoes that love to uh, feed off of us in the uh, summertime. But, of course, with the way the quarantine is going, David... The mosquitoes are going to be flying around, and they're going to starve to death. Where is everybody? I have nobody to bite. There's nobody to bite. <laughs> I have nobody to bite. That's well, right. I can and relate to your... Uh... Oh, I thought maybe you had a punchline or something. Well, I was just going to say that, uh, you know, if there's, any, if there's any good thing to come out of this quarantine, it may be that the mosquitoes will starve to death. That, that would not break my heart. That's an interesting thought. Be sure and keep your screens and doors closed because they'll be desperate enough to knock them down. But we are here for some pretty impressive music. And uh, we're going to be bringing in a gentleman who, like I said, was here with us some time back. And he's come back for another go-around today. His name is John Vento. And uh, he is a, he's a very decisive person. Well, you know, Maybe. It's all played out, and it's all fine. 
and way past time to breathe. Maybe a tune that we previewed here a few weeks ago, and now we have the gentleman back with us one more time, and uh, welcome aboard, John Vento. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, it's a pleasure, and we're glad you decided to come back and share some more time with us. I, I trust we must have treated you fairly well. We didn't, uh, we didn't do, go too hard on you the last time you were here. <laughs> no, no. You guys Listen, throw softballs. Got, Oh, I think we've just been challenged. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this isn't Howard Stern, so you're you're, you're safe there. (laughs) Listen, John, I wanted to get into some of your background a little bit more now that you're back here with us, because I love that new track, by the way. I think that that has got some... uh, uh, I, I think that's got some coronavirus to it. I think that's something that uh, is going <laughs> to catch on. But uh, you've got yourself uh, quite a reputation in the Pittsburgh music scene. You're a front man for a uh, uh, high-energy rock group. What's the name of it? Needs Hotel Band? The Needs Hotel Band. Needs Hotel Band, yes. And uh, tell us a little bit about that action. Yeah, well, that boy, that we've been around for 
12 or 13 or 14 years or so, and uh, seven-piece band uh, molded uh, in, in the vein of a Jay Giles band, uh, or Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet, you know, that style. Uh, mm-hmm. We typically, the majority of our shows, original music. You know, it depends on the on the venue and depends on, on the club that you play. But uh, then occasionally I drift off and I do some stuff on my own that's a little more serious, darker, and more somber, you know, which is how the Love, Lust, and Other Wreckage album came about, of which one of the songs you just mentioned, well, yeah, maybe. Um, so it's... You know, I, I got ADD in music and in almost every aspect of my life. I, I love to have new projects and new ideas and to get, get creative. Now, you, you, had, uh, you, you, do, you do straddle a fence between this, uh, this high-energy rocker and the, mm-hmm. the kind of introspective uh, uh, solo artist, and I saw that word used in a, uh, in a description of you somewhere, and I think it's, uh, I think it's very, very apt because... A lot of your lyric does come out as introspective, and I know you discussed your uh, your album Love, Lust, and Other Wreckage when you were here before and told us about yeah. how that is a uh, derivative of your own personal uh, love life between your, uh, between your romance and the stage. And that yeah. brings to mind the fact that you had, if I'm not mistaken, one of your songs was uh, used as part of or the basis for a stage play uh, last fall? Well, actually, the album was used as the basis for the stage play. Um, oh. And it, the play's in development, so uh, our friend the coronavirus, which, which you mentioned, kind of put a halt to the creation and the, the, um, the, the changes that we're going to make and the plans to perform the play again, but we're still going to do it. So the name of the play was Love, Lust, and Other Wreckage, and it, it just took you through a journey of a musician's life, and, and uh, lo and behold, this guy struggled with, uh, with different relationships. And the play was written by a friend of mine and a, a renowned playwright here in, in, um, in the Northeast. Uh, her name is Amy Hartman. So uh, we, we, had, we had two nights at the theater. Uh, we sold out, 300-seat venue. And uh, we, we were excited about the reviews, but, but we also realized there was a lot to do to make it better. Gotcha. Now, is, uh, in mentioning the, uh, our friend the coronavirus there, and the yes. fact, of course, a, a lot of artists now are resorting to online uh, live stream concerts yeah. and things, uh, yeah. is there any plans to uh, record the stage play and maybe uh, live stream it or make it available as a, uh, as a DVD? Yeah, the answer is yes, uh, of course. Now, we have snippets of the play recorded from last fall, and it's on YouTube. Uh, we have oh, different okay. key segments of the story. Yeah, I'll, I'll, um, you know, you can find them by looking up Love, Lust, and Other Wreckage, the stage play, or I would be uh-huh. happy to send them to you guys because there's some interesting sequences that I think you'll find, um, uh, you'll, you'll find very appealing. So, yeah, well, I, who knows? There's, live music is shut down here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And it looks it is like everywhere. it will be for extent. Oh, is it everywhere? Everywhere. Oh, yeah, it's, um, it's uh, worldwide. And uh, that's why I said a lot of the artists have gone to uh, online live streaming and uh, 
I think, and this is just my own gut feeling, I think that this is ushering in a the next era of live music entertainment. And I think what that yeah. is probably headed towards, we're not going to do away with the big uh, live galas and the live concerts and things, but I think they will become a little bit more, uh, what do I want to say, a little bit more prestigious, a little bit more expensive, and there will be more of the online live stream concerts and uh, some of the more intimate uh, uh, shows that are being live streamed where the artists are actually playing from their living rooms or uh, from their studios, whatever. And I like that really because it gives you a different feel for the artist. It is a little bit more intimate, more so than you can even get in some of the small, more intimate clubs that you play. And I think it's a, uh, I think it's a good thing. I think it's something that is going to catch on and uh, perhaps become a regular part of the live performance scene, something to look forward to and see how that shakes down in the future. I think we've got a couple issues. You know, I I did some live streaming, and I was just so disappointed with the quality of the audio. You know, it phases in and out, and, and, you know, so, um, and as you guys may or may not know, I'm, I'm a partner in a small venue in Pittsburgh called Steamworks Creative. It's a 50-seat listening room. Yeah, I was going to ask you and, about that. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Tell us about it. Oh, well, it just happened by accident. It was an empty space. And, I, you know, I don't know about you, but when I go see an artist, I, am, I don't want to hear people talking, making noise, clanging beer bottles. It, so I just basically put some tables and chairs in, called some acoustic artists that I knew were great singer-songwriters, and put a big sign on the door and said, look, when the artist is performing, you're not permitted to talk. I, I like the what? idea. I like People that idea of calling that. it a listening room. That that's that is a really it's a community listening room. Yeah, that is really that's a yeah, very like cool that concept. Yeah. Now I got a question for you, John, and and, and this yeah. pertains directly to the name of the album, "Love, Lust, and Other Wreckage," which I just mm. think is a phenomenally yeah. descriptive title. And I would like to know what the Thank evolution. You. What was the evolution that you went through? to settle on love, lust, and other wreckage? Because I, I can't think of anything that you may have thought of that would be more apropos and more hit the nail on the head than that. Well, first I want to give the, the credit for the title to our playwright, Amy Hartman. We were mixing down the album, and my working title all along was Follow Your Heart, which is one of the tracks on the album. And Amy said to me, anybody could think of a title like that. That doesn't describe your personal experiences. And she presented a couple ideas, and I think maybe her third try was Love, Lust, and Other Wreckage. And it was just, yep, that, that's our name. That's our, that's our title. It's, you know, it's just so dead at, on. At I mean, point, it's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it, it really is. And I... I like to give credit where credit is due, and I've been blessed with so many great collaborators, and she's certainly one of them from the standpoint of that title and then the play. But, you know, she, she knew my story, my struggles, and, and my own destruction in relationships as it related to the passion toward the music. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, you think about it, there's love, the love with other with other people, or in this case, um, female relationships and the love of the music. Uh, lust, we all know the same syllable or same similar feelings. And then there's a price to pay. Um, and, you know, the wreckage, not just from a relationship standpoint, I mean, I'm blessed. I've really never been involved with drugs or alcohol, but, boy, you guys know as well as anyone in our industry, the music industry, wow, the wreckage is spewed all over. Oh, absolutely. Well, the same know, with the radio away. business. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And the, the, thing, the thing with this title is it not only describes the whole picture perfectly, but it describes it in a way that anyone can relate to, can listen to it and say, yeah, that's my story. Well, thank you. Amy even directed the photo shoot, the cover of the CD, the image. Uh-huh. Uh, she, she, even, she even was the artistic director of that. So oh, I like that I'm you gave so her lucky. credit. I like that you oh, gave absolutely. her credit because we agree 100%. We try to do the same thing here, give credit to everyone involved. That's why I'll mention, you know, uh, I'll mention reps that bring an artist to us. And uh, we've got several that we've been working with on a, uh, something of a recurring basis, and uh, it's it's really nice for everybody. And so we do like to make sure that the uh, the creds get spread around. Now, before we run out of time here, because there's a a ton of stuff in your uh, in your biography we could talk about. Before we run out of time, though, I would like uh, to pursue what lies ahead for John Ventel. What's coming up? Uh, we know you're going to work on the uh, on the stage play more. What else you got in mind between, you know, let's say between now and a couple of years from now? Well, I have song ideas, and one of them, over the past five years, people have come into my life with uh, just with uh, ailments and serious um, health issues, um, MS, muscular dystrophy, Parkinson's disease. And I've watched and admired these people both close up and from a distance, and about a year ago, I kind of was burnt out from the creative side, but I had this concept for a song called uh, High Wire, meaning these kind of people that struggle every day, they walk the high wire through life. And, and, and my concept of it was that we want to encourage them and we want to be there if they fall as friends and, and as, as family members and so on. So I'm going to spend a lot of time on this song. We've already got the demo done, and I think I'm just going to release songs over the next few years as singles. Um, and I don't have any plans for a new album. I'm going to continue to record original music, hopefully perform someday, and uh, and then work on the play. Great, great. That definitely should keep you busy. Uh, now, yeah. are you... Yeah, uh, Teamworks is, is very active. I really hope that uh, more artists, it it is kind of a personal thing with me. I really hope that more artists do investigate and and work on the audio uh, challenges, let's say, uh, so that you can overcome them and do more of the live streaming. I really like that. And I think that it solves another problem, or at least it alleviates the problem a little. And that is the, vanishing venue because there are more and more uh, of the venues 
that indie artists have depended on that are disappearing yeah. uh, for a number of reasons, oh. and we're going to lose we're going to lose heaven knows how many uh, with this yeah. uh, with with the total thing with this pandemic and and the resulting yeah. economic disaster. Uh, and so there are far fewer places, especially for the indie artists, to get out and play. And uh, I think this is a very viable alternative, something that can be, it's not going to replace, rather it can be added to the mix as a, yep. uh, you know, as a viable thing for artists to do. And you pointed out so correctly, the audio problems are just that. They are problems. But at the same yeah. time, at the same time, you judge by, you know, a lot of the live albums that have been out in the past. Some of them are rather rough in uh, in sound, but they've been successful because of the content. And I think there's a uh, I think there's a the degree. Yeah, and I, I think there's a degree of overlooking of you know the inherent problems, and uh, the, because the people want to hear the music, they want to hear the artist expressing themselves as you do so well. And we're almost out of time here. So I want to thank you again for being back here with us thank and sharing you, your time. And before we go, if you would, one more favor, talk about the song Michael at MTS said that uh, this is one he liked when I asked him what we should play for your second song. So uh, you can credit him for this one. Tell us about Good Life Made. Good Life Made is basically just that. It's actually a song about death, and it's reflecting back on uh, on a guy that uh, an individual that, that that made a lot of choices in his life uh, and primarily those choices involve music friends and fun and uh, somehow along the way the real relationship and connection with a partner never came about but it was still a good life made and that's, that's I think that's we can all identify with I think yep. we can all identify with that, too. Thank you so much once again, John Vento. We look forward to you keeping in touch and talking with you again in the not-too-far-distant future. I hope so. I love your shows. You guys ask the artists so many great questions, uh, thoughtful, well, thoughtful you. questions and conversation, and I appreciate it. Well, thank you. We try, and as you said, uh, as you're quoted as saying, if just one person is touched in some small way by one of my songs, that's the greatest reward I could receive. Yeah. And in this case, when someone is touched in some small way by anything we do on the show, again, the greatest reward. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, John Vento, and here he is with Good Life Made. Had two grown kids. Happy ex-wife, like an old cat, lived all nine lives. Man paid the tolls. Meet his friends at the end of the day. Throw a few back with the money he made. That's how he rolled. Those times we know. Too much fun with so much love. A good life made
was all we knew Cold case of beer, a little smoke Roaring laugh to a stupid joke We told the truth Those times we know Too much fun, there's so much love And there you go. That's Good Life. His name is John Vento. Thank you so much for coming by and seeing us again, John. We wish you all the best, and uh, we'll talk to you again in the very near future, we hope. How did you think, John Bon Jovi? Good interview. I enjoyed his presence and his company. And the, the music has improved over the last time that he was here. A lot more, uh, produ- better production values, I thought. You think? Yeah. I, I, I think this, this track, the track... Uh, well, yeah, maybe, which we, as I said, previewed a couple, a few weeks ago. Uh, I think that's a, uh, I think it's a really a more upbeat, uh, you know, it, it grabs you a little more. And Good Life, I happen to know that his uh, rep, Mike at MTS Records, uh, Michael really liked this track. As a matter of fact, uh, it was Michael's idea that this would be a good second track, so... And uh, I can see the commercial potential see in, it, in it as well, and which is, of course, one of the qualities yes. that you need 
in uh, almost any music today unless, you know, you're a bohemian hanging out in Greenwich Village in New York back in the 50s, and it didn't matter then, did it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, you, uh, then all you need is your bongos, right? I yeah, gotcha. there you go. Okay, maybe. Okay, well, our next guest is standing by, and, uh, well, let's hope she's sitting by. I don't want to keep her standing all this time, but uh, Katie Garibaldi will be joining us in just, uh, oh, I don't know, about four minutes or so, right after we listen to this delightful track that's called Coincidentally, delightful. Yeah. 
delightful. Her name is Katie Garibaldi, about whom John A. Pice of No Depression magazine has said, this is Grammy Award-winning stuff. Katie, come on in here and say hello to us, please. Hello. How are you? Hello. We're doing just fine. Welcome aboard. So glad you could join us today. Thank you so much for that, having me. I appreciate it. Our pleasure. That is a del- that is a truly delightful and well named song. And I also mm-hmm. have to mention that uh, John from No Depression Magazine also uh, compared you uh, with a uh, another fairly well known, fairly successful singer. Uh, young lady by the name of Joni Mitchell. She said that uh, he said that you hit some notes that even she would appreciate. You have a beautiful voice, and I am I am really impressed with it. Thank you so much. You're very welcome, John Bon Jovial. You haven't commented yet. Well, that's because you have you know been hogging the microphone. But here I am, Katie. <laughs> Uh, welcome. We're incredibly glad that you are with us today, and that is a beautiful song. Uh, I, I, I just, I'm not going to make any delightful jokes. Oh, wait a minute, I, I just did. Uh, <laughs> no, it really is. That, that, that's a, a, a really is a very, very nice song that you put together. There are aspects. Thank you. Uh, there, there's aspects of it that remind me of uh some of the uh the, the singers from the early 60s in the urban folk era uh with the the quality mm-hmm. of the voice and while you don't sound like her but you do while you have a beautiful voice you have a a, a vibrato in there that is very difficult uh to do well and there's only one other singer that I've heard do that and that is Joan Baez and uh, so, the, yeah, a nice job. It, it really is. You know, the, the, the one thing, what I would like to hear, I love this song as it is, but I would also like to hear it as with, with, with no production and just a, you and, mm-hmm. and, and a solo acoustic guitar. And I think that that would just be absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much. Wow, you guys are amazing. Um, yeah, that's that's. I'm just like blown away. This is so sweet. Um, I definitely have YouTube videos where, you know, I perform live a lot solo, just me and my guitar. So you could definitely check out my YouTube and there's like some live videos of just uh, me, me, myself and I on that song. So, but thank you so much for all this. This is our, this is our introduction to you, Katie. Uh, I got a note from, uh, from Jill at Nashville weekly that uh, Katie Garibaldi, was available for an interview. And uh, so I went, naturally, the first thing I did was go to YouTube and listen to Katie Garibaldi. And I got back to Jill and said, yes, we'd definitely like to have her come on the show. And I thank her so much for introducing us to you. Uh, You have a beautiful style. And I know that uh, I'm not the only one. John and I aren't the only ones who think that because you've, uh, you've picked up your share of awards too. What a L.A. Music Critics Award for Female Country Americana Artist, uh, see Female Artist of the Year from the Indie Music Channel Awards, and uh, several others you also featured uh, with Acoustic Guitar Magazine's uh, Acoustic Guitar Sessions, so you can uh, obviously play a guitar as well as sing. Tell us a little bit about your background, where you came from, and how you got to be Katie Garibaldi. <laughs> um. 
I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area, which I still live in this area. Um, and I just fell in love with music at a really young age. I think a lot had to do with my mom is a piano player and she loves to sing too. So she was always playing music in the house and my parents would always be, you know, having the records on and the radio on. So it just was like a very, a very big part of my life growing up. And then I really um, got into songwriting when I first picked up the guitar, which was around 11 years old. And I think before that I was like just naturally always wanting to make up melodies and just wanting to write songs, but I didn't really have the tool um, to kind of bring those songs out of me. Like my mom taught me the piano, which I loved, but I didn't feel like it was like my instrument. It didn't really connect with me on a songwriting level. Um, but that came like instantly when I picked up the guitar and I just started writing songs like crazy. And um, so by the time I was in high school, I started performing and just haven't looked back. I, I just love music so much and it's a big part of my life for sure. And you, you do a lot of, uh, a lot of music in the Christian music vein as well. Yes. Now, I, got, I, I have to believe that that's, that's part of you, obviously. How did you decide, I guess I want to say, how did you decide that you wanted to go both routes, doing you know, more, more secular music as well as the more Christian music uh, in, your, in your repertoire and your experience? I would say... Um, I've always kind of had like these themes of faith and hope throughout my songs, but I never really, I was always a spiritual person. So that just came out naturally, but I never um, really like fully spelled it out in my songs um, because I just wanted them to be more universal, I guess. Um, but then I did record a, an original Christmas album. And so yes that just came out so naturally for me for that album. And I had several songs on there that are about God and, and my faith. And um, I was a little bit worried, like, you know, oh, my God, am I going to get pigeonholed into being a Christian artist now because these songs are coming out? But I knew I just had to be true to myself. And it was such a natural step to release those songs for that. Um, holiday album and so from there it's just kind of become a part of who I am and I have some songs about faith and some others that are not so it's just like a, a part of who I am as a songwriter. Well I think you hit the nail on the head with the one thing you said and that was that you had to remain true to yourself and that tends to be the best way and when you can be and truly are a lot of this does do, as it did for you, just comes out. It, it's just there, and you open the door, and you let it out, and it becomes what you are. It, it becomes the sound that you are. John? Yeah, Katie, uh, that leads me to think of a question, and, and that is, um, you know, in the varied and, you know, many aspects of your music and, and your journey through the world of music, when somebody thinks of Katie Garibaldi, what, what do you want them to think of? Do you want them to think of you as a, uh, a, a Christian spiritual 
uh, artist or a contemporary artist or, or maybe a little bit of everything? <laughs> that is the question. <laughs> um, I, I've definitely heard a, every like genre um, and it's really interesting to me when I hear certain things like, you know, you're a Christian artist or you're a country artist. And I'm like, oh, I, I am, you know, because I don't think of myself, obviously, in genre terms. But um, I think in general, I would love for people to think of my music or remember me as someone who um, puts out hopeful messages through their music and always kind of has a running theme of hope. Um, in the songs, and um, I generally like to describe my genre as Americana because I think it's a wide umbrella that covers, you know, aspects of folk, country, there's some gospel elements and things like that, so, you know, it kind of covers the root side of things, Um, but I, you know, I'm not offended if someone calls me Christian or folk or whatever, um, I think it's just in the eye of the listener or in the ear of the listener, I guess. Um, well and, said. Yeah, it's all, it's all part of me. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very well said. And uh, I have to agree with you. I think you're absolutely right. And there is no shame in being one, the other, or both. And uh, you do, you do bridge that gap as smoothly and adeptly as you do the genre gap, because you'll go from, from pop to folk country, Americana-ish, and uh, I, I like it. It's a, uh, it's a nice place to be, and really, you don't have to be categorized except for commercial radio that has to have a category for every format, but uh, I've, always, right. I've always liked artists who can successfully bridge the genre gaps and especially when they can do it and do it well, do it naturally. I mean, not the artists that get out and say, oh, uh, gee, Americana's big this month, so I think I will do an Americana song. I mean, artists like you that can truly put yourself, your heart, and your talents into uh, that particular type of music, and you did that very well. And I'm glad you mentioned your Christmas album because I'm getting the impression, looking through your notes and uh, your experiences, that that uh, Christmas album was a very, very big moment for you. Yeah, it was. It was something that I've always wanted to do. I just, I love Christmas music. And ever since I was a kid, I just thought, you know, someday I would love to do my own album of my own Christmas songs, you know. Um, And so it just never really felt like the right time. And, it really came about naturally. I just started writing a bunch of Christmas songs out of nowhere. And uh, so I was like, okay, I guess I'm doing this album. And so I was able to really like express a whole different side of myself with my faith and also just, you know, the fun moments of Christmas time and the holidays. And um, it gave me the opportunity to do that. And I think a lot of people connected with that side of my music. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I think you, uh, I think you have, creating an album that's going to be a bit of a Christmas standard. Now this, this album, uh, where did it, uh, I lost the uh, home sweet Christmas. There it is. I lost my place here. Uh, home sweet Christmas. Now that album is still available and will be available say for Christmas this year. 
Oh, yeah, for sure. It's available on all the the streaming and the websites, yeah. Fantastic, and that leads me smoothly into my next question, which is, uh, please, tell our listeners where they can find you, how they can get your music. I know we always try to encourage them to go to the artist's site first, but uh, let them know where they can find your music and uh, how they can find you online. Yeah, my website is katiegaribaldi.com, and I'm always updating my blog on there, and um, I have links to everything on there. So um, it links out to my YouTube and all my social media at Katie Garibaldi, and um, my music is on Spotify and iTunes and all the things. Beautiful. Uh, we're going to go over to the other side, to the uh, to the Christian side of your music with this next track. Tell us a little bit about Wonderful Mother Mary. Um, Wonderful Mother Mary actually came about from a dream I had, and I had this dream of um, a garden statue of the Virgin Mary, and she had her hands lifted up. And I just got this message to have faith, and it was just such a strong message that came through. And um, so the next day I started writing this song, and it's very much about what she represents to me, which is to have bold faith. And um, sometimes that's not always easy, and it doesn't always come at once, but if you just keep your arms lifted up to God and and keep your faith in your heart um, and just keep going, that's where where your where your heart lies you know where all the things that god wants to give you lies so that's kind of what the song is about is her journey and then that whole message of faith behind it absolutely and you sound like a person who has who has developed your faith and has confidence in being who you are. We're so happy you were able to come and spend some time with us today. We look forward to uh, talking with you in the future and maybe having you come back and join us again. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you, Katie. Ladies and gentlemen, Katie Garibaldi, and this is Wonderful Mother Mary. Open heart, open arms. You raise them up to the Lord Fear is no match For the favor you have And just like a bird You sit on your perch Awaiting the sun Open your wings up and fly, wonderful Mother Mary. Your faith is so strong. If I had to soar. 
kindness from strangers with a baby on the way. But nowhere to stay, God gave the sky a star like a beacon, and it shines so bright on that precious. Katie Garibaldi, wonderful Mother Mary, and I can, I can understand why she has been compared to Joni Mitchell. Uh, the, there, there's a similarity in the fact that they both have a, a beautiful, light but powerful voice. Uh, the range is there, uh, and I, I really like what this girl does with the with the music. It's, uh, it's really a pleasure to listen to. Right, John? No, she did a nice job. A very personable young lady. I enjoyed uh, talking to her the few minutes that I had with her. And I think she's going to do something. Uh, This is the first time we've had her on. I hope we get her back again. I hope so, too. And I agree with you. I think think she's got some... uh... I think she's got some big things to look forward to in her career, and we do appreciate her coming by. And also, we appreciate Jill at uh, Nashville Weekly for uh, for bringing her to our attention. And with that being said, I think we've wrapped up another week. 
Uh, so, John Bon Jovial, take us home. Yes, sir. Well, folks, you did it again. You spent another perfectly good hour with us here at the David Bowers Awards, and we, of course, are grateful for your presence. The David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and, of course, from the Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona. And we are available for free on most major streaming services. Be sure to follow the David Bowers Awards on Twitter, LinkedIn, and, of course, on Facebook. And join us next week for the David Bowers Awards Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern on WRFZ-FM. That's 106.3 on your FM radio dial, Rochester Free Radio, and Blog Talk Radio. Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 6 to 7 p.m. UTC. So until next week, for the David Bowers and Nick, our marvelously geeky engineer, I am yours truly, the lovably legendary John Bon Jovial, saying love one another, Wash your hands, stay six feet apart, and we'll see you next week right here on The David Bowers Awards.